I'm so glad to have you join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. I want to talk about ways to protect yourself from ripoffs straight ahead. We are broadcasting from Las Vegas. We're at the CES, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show, and I've had the privilege to wander around these massive convention center floors at the world's largest trade show to see ideas emerging to help you in your life in so many different ways or to complicate your life in other ways. And one theme that is intense at this year's CES is home and small business security. Everywhere I turn, there are incredibly sophisticated but easy to use devices that integrate with iPhones and Androids and allow you to monitor security in all different ways. A product that I got a demo on that is for sale right now on Amazon is called the Capsule Security Camera Floodlight. And it is a camera that is able to eliminate, by their telling, almost all false alarms, which is such a big problem in the security space. The video that I got to see real time is clear as could be. It is uh, high def. It has a siren built into it. It has two-way audio where you can talk to someone and say, hey, uh, what's going on here? Why are you here? Just like you do with ring doorbells or things like that. It works with multi-cameras, video playback, $199. And it's just one example of many different strategies that are being employed now with home security. You know, I made a mistake two years ago here at CES. I made a prediction that security was going to be uh, self-installed home security was going to be in the hands of and controlled by only a couple of companies. And I thought at that time it would very heavily be Amazon and Google would control that space. And what I've seen, particularly on the floor this year, is there are any of a number of solutions that are being made available that can be allied with Amazon's uh, Alexa or with the Google Home device, but are done by independent operators. And the security angles that they take are so varied in how they use artificial intelligence. But the idea is to create a more safe environment. Uh, one of the things I was impressed with last year, but is even much more developed this year, are devices specifically to defeat porch pirates. The people who uh, caused so much havoc this past Christmas shopping season, going from uh, place to place following UPS and FedEx truck drivers, and after they would drop off a package, grabbing that package and dashing with your stuff. Well, that's going to get a whole lot harder because of secure boxes where, and they're not expensive, where you're able to track a package with UPS or FedEx, and the driver uh, scans the package when they get to your smart box, it opens up a door, they put it in, it seals it back. But better than that, there's a camera in it, somebody comes up and tries to tinker and break into your box, they're on live, real video right there that's hyper clear, you are alerted immediately on your smartphone. And in addition to that, there's a new ring doorbell specifically to deal with porch pirates that has one camera that faces out, another camera that faces down, and you are alerted when a package arrives, and you are alerted if it looks like a porch pirate has shown up to try to steal your package. And those are just examples of the technology that is available here and available is an important word because so much of what I've seen in the home security area is either already available like the uh, combination camera lighting system I talked about for $199 or uh, 
aspirationally is being quoted as being shipped in the next 6 to 12 weeks. There's no doubt that having simple install home security devices is so much part of what we're going to be able to do. And as I talked to you about two years ago, the WiseCam, I have a variety of WiseCams installed. There's both fixed frame WiseCams. There are WiseCams that rotate. These cameras cost from $20 to $40, no monthly fees. You own them, you hook them up, you have the app on your phone, you're able to track what's going on at your small business or at your home. And these technologies to keep you safer are going to become completely common. But let me tell you something else I saw that was crazy. Okay, this is a solution specifically for businesses and homeowners both. It allows cameras you already have installed of any brand, any manufacturer, any software backbone to also be able to be smoke detectors, that they're able to use artificial intelligence to take any device you already have, use an app, and that camera is able to detect smoke and fire like a smoke detector would be able to do. Just one example of the kind of breakthrough items that are available here at CES. Robert's with us, and Robert, you have a question for me about how to do safe computing affordably, right? Correct. How can I be of service to you with that? What have you been doing? I have a, an older laptop, and it's having some issues right now, and, and I'm considering uh, replacing it instead of spending the money to do some repairs. And I uh, had listened to one of your broadcasts earlier, and you were using a device that you recommended. And uh, I was just wondering if, the, if what you recommend now, as far as being the most cost-effective type of uh, portable computer, yeah, so no doubt that's a Chromebook. Chromebook. Chromebooks are ultra easy to use. They go Most Chromebooks go live on the Internet in four seconds from when you pop them open. I uh, have right in front of me my Chromebook that I bought for $199. It has a, a full HD screen. It's very fast, has a great keyboard, and uh, travels with me everywhere. And you don't have to spend $199 like I did. And you can buy Chromebooks often at $100 to $149 that will do everything routine you need. Like what kind of things do you need a laptop to do? Well, mostly I, I just emails and social media and um, like uh, sorting photos like that I've taken with my phone I want to be able to sort them out and and put them in different folders and 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 keep them you know okay yes so were you using uh Google photo no I have an iPhone oh it doesn't matter and iPhone people love Windows. Google photos Google photos okay. all right I want you to know about this app to download to your iPhone because you were going to love this thing Google Photos, for free, will keep your images forever. And they're portable. You can access them any way, anywhere you want with Google Photos. Completely free app to download to your iPhone. And it's been really important for people with iPhones to download Google Photos because of all the... Um, the the limited storage on iPhones and people will run past their storage limits. Then they're paying that extortion to Apple for uh, storage space. So you avoid all that with your photos and they're, they're saved and they're portable at any device. You can access them by downloading Google Photos. So if you have a Chromebook, you're able to do all these things you talked about and they're really cheap. They don't get viruses. At least criminals haven't figured out how to load viruses on Chromebooks. 
And so I just love the things. Do you, can you tell me what kind of screen size you'd be most comfortable with on your laptop? Probably, you know, 16, 17 inches. All right. So with Chromebooks, they tend to be 11, 13, um, 14, and then 15, 6. And 15, 6 is the typically the largest that most manufacturers sell Chromebooks. And you'll be able to buy a 15.6 at right around $199. Of either Sam's Club or Costco Wholesale? Yeah, I have Sam's Club. So if, if you go into Sam's Club, you can try out uh, probably several of the Chromebooks. You go to Best Buy, see a lot of them. I want you to experience them, not just buy one online. You may ultimately choose to buy one online. But I want you to go see what they're like. See if you're comfortable with the screen. See if you're comfortable with the keyboard. And that's how you're best going to be able to choose one. And Joel, I understand you have an Ask Clark for me. Yeah, Clark, I sure do. Lottie wrote in and you were just talking about laptops with Robert and specifically Chromebooks. But Lottie has the opposite end of the question. She says, where would I find the best deal on an Apple laptop? So Apple laptops tend to be discounted the most uh, by Micro Center. Micro Center is a small chain of electronic stores that you can either go to. They tend to have one or two locations in metro areas they are, or on Micro Center's web store. And they tend to be the most aggressive of any seller of Apple devices. The other place that I recommend for Apple to try to get one at a better price is B&H Photo, which the website is bhphoto.com. That those are going to be the best two sources I know to find Apple products that Apple likes not to discount to find them at better prices. One of the really neat things at CES is wandering around seeing the brilliance of different people, the solutions they see to problems that others have not been able to address. Kim specifically targets smaller organizations that have come up with a new way of solving old problems. Kim, what have you found for us now? I'm on the floor with Amber. This is Chrono Life, and it's for anyone in your life that you know maybe has had a heart condition before. Can you explain how this works? Right, so the core technology of Chronolife is a predictive algorithm that we want to use uh, in the healthcare field, specifically for people suffering from chronic conditions such as heart failure. So heart failure is when your heart cannot pump enough blood around the body, right? And so what we want to do is these patients are, they're chronically ill, and oftentimes they are, majority of the cases, they're above 65 years of age. And so they're not necessarily very tech savvy. They're not comfortable with electronic or smartphone devices. And so we developed a medical device in the form of a t-shirt um, that has 10 different sensors that allow you to gather information and data on six different physiological parameters. All the data is transmitted through the Bluetooth device on the electronic card, which is embedded in the t-shirt to the smartphone application, which uses our algorithm to analyze that data in real time and uh, predict if uh, the system detects an, an oncoming decompensation or a heart failure event. The end goal is to be able to alert patients and their healthcare professionals and cardiologists in advance so that the, you know, their medication could be adjusted, their treatment um, pathway could be adjusted to avoid a hospitalization. The good thing about the t-shirt is that all the sensors and the electronic components remain embedded. Nothing needs to be taken out or extracted before it can be washed. So you can use it as a regular t-shirt and throw it in the washer. That's so cool because sometimes when you end up at a doctor's office for a regular checkup, you might not be that attached to something that you felt a week ago. And so this information would go directly to your doctor and you guys would be able to discuss it, right? Exactly. So the good thing is that the device allows you to gather data, but it, it also stores all the data that has been collected in the past. So when you go and see your doctor in your next visit, that doctor will have access to all your historical records. Sometimes, you know, I'm feeling sick and when I go to doctor's office, I all of a sudden, for some reason, 
and I feel better. I haven't even taken any medication yet. Uh, and so the good thing with that is that, you know, the doctor will have all the information previously and in the natural setting of the patient without any observational bias. And then they can then uh, access and analyze that data to see what went wrong at what time. For the consumer market, how much do you expect it to cost? Ah, uh, tricky question. <laughs> we are working on that as we speak. It will be around 200 euros. If someone wants to learn more, where do they go? Chronolife.net. Go check out our website. There is a cool video of the, the product uh, and how it's intended to be used. Um, and if you have any questions, you can contact us through our website as well. So Kim, this is such a key intersection at CES is both aging and health and the ability to use technology to track somebody's condition real time and also to have a historical record. And you think about what a visit to a doctor costs and time and tests and all that. These technologies are going to change the practice of medicine. Which ones are gonna be successful, which ones not? We'll have to wait and see. And by the way, if you're wondering what 200 euros is, right now that's approximately $230. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, which is all about your empowerment with knowledge so you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Right now, we are at our fourth day of the world's largest trade show, CES, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show. And we are here year after year. This is, uh, as best we could recall, my ninth year in a row at CES to be able to bring to you the trends and the products and services that you very well will see this year or maybe in future years. And there are certain trends that emerge over time. The last couple of years prior to this one, it seemed like people were just doing minor improvements of things that were already out there. Completely different this year at CES. A lot of things that are new and different. One category that is one that I didn't see coming is something I should have seen because, you know, our pets have become truly members of our families. And for a lot of people, pets now fill a role emotionally kind of like children do in so many families. And so people take care of their pets in ways that people didn't as recently as a generation ago. There's a lot of uh, extreme medical intervention with pets, a lot of uh, cancer treatments with pets, and that's not how it's done today in most cases, is people do a variety of interventions to save their pet. And at CES, one of the themes this year that just kept hitting me in the head over and over again until I realized, oh, this is really a new adaptation of a lot of ideas that have been uh, percolating at CES for devices to monitor humans. There's now any of a number of companies presenting devices that are for our pets. I want to give you just one example. It's a product called Roar, R-A-W-R, that was developed in the Ukraine. It is a dog collar that allows you to always know where your dog is. And in addition, it does health monitoring of your pet. So in a variety of categories, and they believe they'll be able to increase the number over time, it monitors your pet's heart and any of a number of other health factors in your pet. And in addition, if you're out taking your dog for a walk at night, it automatically knows to turn on these bright headlights in the collar that are these bright LED lights so that you and your dog are safe when you're walking. Now there are lots of LED light collars, so they just incorporated that as an additional feature inside this. And so uh, the idea is that so often illnesses in pets go undiagnosed far longer than they do in humans. And if you're able to get early warning of a medical problem in a pet with these various technologies, then you're able to address them before they become uh, chronic or crit critical illnesses. Just one idea. Now I want to talk about some stuff that has been massive here for women.
there are two particular items that you may have uh, heard some buzz about, even if you're not really into uh, electronics or technology or anything like that, Heartbeat Camera. And this is a device that has artificial intelligence that is a camera that resides on your baby's crib when you have a very young child, a newborn, and it monitors the child's breathing, but in a whole different way than anything that's come before because it eliminates false alarms almost in total. And because of the AI, it's able to discern the breathing patterns of your child. So if you're a parent of a newborn who's always worried that your baby's not breathing, your baby's not safe, and it keeps you from sleeping at night, this device is designed specifically to give you that warning about your child, alarm you, and let you know that your baby does need your attention right away because your baby's not breathing right or not breathing at all. Now, what's interesting about the Smart Beat camera and why it's such a, such a public interest story or human interest story is this was developed by an engineering student who, after his wife had their child, um, his wife couldn't sleep at all because she had this extreme fear that their child was not breathing, even though the child was breathing. And he was talking to one of his professors one day about why they weren't getting any sleep in his household. And they hatched this idea and they developed this artificial intelligence system to monitor a baby. And it's brought real tranquility and peace into their household. And it is an expensive item. But they don't make, it's interesting because of all the FDA rules, they don't make extreme promises about it. It seemed very impressive to me. Again, the smart beat camera. Now, the other item that has gotten huge play at CES is a new breast pump technology. And when we were over at the display, I had no idea what a problem breast pumps were for women of young babies. But man, are they apparently a real problem. So this is a completely portable breast pump that is self-contained, is all electronic and controlled by an app on your Android or iPhone, and allows a woman who's working to continue to work, not have to find a pumping room or anything like that. And the device is very clever, and women were going crazy with excitement here at the show. As a guy, hard for me really to uh, relate, sorry, but it was really, really impressive the way this product had been thought through and thought out. And by the way, it was invented by a guy who kept hearing his wife complain how difficult it was to work full-time and use a breast pump. And so he invented this thing. Now we have Michael with us. Michael, you have a question going back time and technology. You have a dinosaur cell phone, is that right? <laughs> That's correct, Clark. I have an Android phone that I, I like. Uh, unfortunately, it runs a 5.11 Lollipop, so it's a little bit dated. Well, if people aren't aware, Lollipop in the era of updates to smartphones, that's like almost prehistoric. Well, that's good to hear. That's encouraging. <laughs> uh, but I, I was concerned about using it for sites where I was maybe shopping, or and I have not used it for shopping or anything I needed to enter a password for. I've read that only uh, 7.0 and 9.0 of Android are still supported by Google. So am I correct in assuming that I should not be using a phone for anything, maybe anything at all, or certainly not for shopping? I wouldn't use it for anything that's very sensitive. And this has been an issue with cell phones through the years of different manufacturers is when they stop supporting particular operating systems. And so that is a, a real concern and a legitimate one on your part is that after a certain point, the hardware built into certain phones cannot support 
the newest generation of operating systems. And it's like what Microsoft always did with Windows, where they would abandon updates for particular versions, and then people were exposed. If you remember, that happened with Windows XP and caused a huge problem for a lot of corporate America a few years ago. And so this is the same issue involving the smartphone. And so I would continue to be very cautious with it. Thing is, though, you love this old phone, but there are so many really, really inexpensive Androids that operate on the newest Android operating systems. So that was my next question. I was thinking about getting a new one, and I've also read that some of the manufacturers are not so good about their part in doing the updates. I guess there's a part that, that Google does and a part that the manufacturer of the phones, they play a part in the updates also, and some manufacturers are better than others at doing the updates when they become available. Buy a Motorola phone. Motorola has a variety of phones from as little as a little over $100, and they have done a real good job with a great commitment to updating the operating systems over time. And so I would definitely look at the Motorola line of phones. And one of the ones that's a real deal right now is the G6. As the G7 is coming out, the G6 is available at lower and lower prices out in the marketplace. Ray is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ray. How you doing? Hey, Clark. I'm doing real well. It's a real treat speaking with you. Well, thank you. And how can I serve you today? First of all, I want to thank Team Clark for helping us get connected, number one. My question is not so much a high-tech question, but actually a low-tech question. Of all the options out there for replacing ink cartridges in my printer, which option is your favorite, Clark? Well, actually, you're going to be hit with a riddle because are you a heavy user of printer ink? I would say not a heavy user, but I'd say I have to replace the black cartridge maybe every other month. Ooh, that's a pretty heavy volume user. And if you buy the cartridges from the manufacturer, you're paying, what, 60 a cartridge every other month? Well, I actually use a coupon at uh, one of my local um, uh, STAP or Office MA stores, and uh, I get them for about 40 bucks. Okay, so you're spending 240 bucks a year on black ink. I want to tell you there's a breakthrough in the printer market, and it was started by Epson, but now Epson has one, Brother has one, uh, maybe Canon does as well that are these ultra-efficient printers that the ink is basically free. And Epson calls theirs the EcoTank series. And for the volume you're doing, uh, like Sam's Club is selling one of their EcoTanks right now, I think for 209 or 219 And it comes with two years of ink. After that, the ink costs still almost nothing when you need ink that'll last you a whole year. The same is true with the uh, Brother Ultra Efficient model that the key with these printers is to get away from being in that uh, loop where they say the printer at a good price, but then they destroy your wallet with what they charge you for the ink. That sounds like what's been happening to me for years and probably a lot of other people, Clark. So are you a SAMS member or not? I am, and a Costco member. All right, so uh, I don't think Costco is selling any of the, the eco tanks right now, but I'm looking. I pulled up while we're talking. SAMS Club has three of them on special right now at different capabilities and capacities, ranging from just over 200 to one for a high volume office at 379. Check them out on their website. My website and the show, we have four of these Epson EcoTank printers and we never have to buy ink. Well, it sounds like uh, the initial investment will over time pay for itself in so many words. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I love not being ripped off by the printer ink and you know it's how Hewlett Packard's business model has always worked 
and I've had enough of that. And so Hewlett Packard's either going to change to stop ripping people off on the ink, or they'll never see me buy another Hewlett Packard printer ever again. It's time for Kim Drobes to hit us with something she's found hot on the floor at CES. Kim, every year at CES, roams around looking for things that really intrigue her that she thinks will intrigue you. Hey Clark, I'm back on the floor and I want to introduce you to Mark. He is with the Pal V Liberty. This is this is the flying car that we've been talking about for so many years. What's going on here? Hi Kim, so we've got a flying car that's going to be delivered to the market in 2021 in North America actually. It's a two-seat vehicle. It'll fly at 12,500 feet. It'll let you fly for about four hours or drive for 820 miles. So it's very fuel economical. It's very performant and you can fly over the Rockies. So it's a perfect vehicle for the adventurous person that's got a bit of money. And how long have you guys been working on this? We've been working on this for 10 years now. So it's a labor of love. No doubt. And so how does this work just legality-wise? How do you incorporate something that's so new into a transportation system that has nothing else like it? It's a very good question. How did we cope with the regulations? And we're probably the prehistoric company that said, let's look at the regulations and design a vehicle within the regulations. And that's why we're so confident that we can deliver next year in Europe and the following year in North America. So it complies with everything already. Since this is audio only, can you get a little more descriptive with our audience about what it looks like and what it'll feel like? Yeah, we can definitely describe it a little bit. The cockpit is a little bit like a Ferrari. Uh, It's cozy, comfortable, very luxurious and yet it's aesthetically very comfortable and pleasing so you get lots of big views as you look out of the windows as you're driving it one of the neat things for a driver is the cab tilts so it doesn't drive as quick as a Ferrari although it'll drive up to 160 kilometers an hour or 100 miles an hour but when you go in a corner the cab actually automatically tilts so it feels like a bit of a go-kart almost it's great so the driving experience is very fun then you get to the airport and you get on your radio and you talk to your air traffic control and you ask them to open the gate you drive into the runway and you press a button and the vehicle starts to turn into a an aircraft instead of a car and you have to get out and do two things manually and you're then ready to take off and take to the skies It's very safe flying we have two engines for flight so if one doesn't work the other one's going to keep you flying if two don't work it's still very safe because it won't stall you just glide to a landing somewhere so and you can drive to the regular gas station and fill up That's amazing. And how high up are you flying? Typically, you're going to find our clients are flying between 500 and 4,000 feet. But of course, we have to cross the Rockies in North America. And so we can let you go up to 12,500 feet. Wow, that's amazing. How much would something like this cost? Well, look, here's the deal for everyone who's listening. I know that you can't fly a house, but you can sleep in my car. So it's a better deal at $400,000 for sure. Fair enough. Thank you so much and good luck. Thank you. So how about that, Clark? How many years have you and I been talking about flying cars? But Kim, $400,000? That sounds like something that's pocket change for you. You just run out and buy one. No, this is something that we're going to have. may not be a flying car, but we will have personal flying vehicles. And the reality is the technology is actually going to make it safer than driving on the roads. And think how much quicker it's going to be to get to your favorite beach, Kim. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show special edition as we continue our visit to Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. We're not allowed to call it that anymore. CES. (laughs) And this is my, as best we could figure, my ninth year in a row at CES is I've gotten to watch the brainiacs of the world come up with new ideas, new strategies, new products for you and me, and they're just guessing that they're going to be things that the marketplace wants. And I have the pleasure to be joined by Scott Brown with Android Authority. So we live in a world uh, where Android is 88% of the market, but inside a country that Apple is 40% of the market, Android 60%. And all the buzz tends to be about what Apple's doing or not doing and their latest phones and all that. You must feel like you're in this unloved corner of technology (laughs) in the United States that you're 
talking about Android, Android, Android. Uh, yeah, it is a little weird being in the United States. I recently tr- did some traveling abroad in Europe, and uh, and you know, uh, walking around, I see Huawei phones, Xiaomi phones, and then obviously lots of Samsung phones and all sorts of manners of Android devices that we just don't have here. It's crazy because, like, yeah, I, I, I live in Connecticut, and I barely see Android phones at all. And even if I do, it's a Samsung Galaxy. Or, and when people say, I have a OnePlus 6T, and when people see that, they're like, what is that? You know, I, they, 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 I didn't know. Well, you what, did it. You what did, did it. I yeah, say when you walked yeah. in? I said, oh, you have a OnePlus 6T. Yeah, but this is, this is CES. Like, yeah. you know, I, I see OnePlus 6Ts everywhere, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, it, it is really bizarre feeling like the odd man out, even though statistically, you know, I belong to one of the largest electronic ecosystems ever. You know, so it, it does feel a little weird. But, yeah, it's, it's okay. I, I, I have come to accept it. <laughs> well, the thing is, in the Android world, because Google just puts the operating system out there and lets anybody use it however they want, and Amazon takes Android and they uh, pervert it in every possible way to, <laughs> to limit their products so that they all live in the Amazon ecosystem, and that's how they're able to make those fire tablets so cheap even though they're so good and everybody modifies it for their own purpose which can be maddening and great at the same time but it leads to this innovation and hardware that is phenomenal and there's something that you're excited about there's been buzz about will you talk about the yeah, the, uh, I was at, um, they have a, a, an event here at CES called Pepcom, which is essentially like a mini CES where they get a bunch of, uh, uh, of exhibitors who, for whatever reason, are notable or, or, I don't know, won a contest or something. I don't know how they pick these people, but they get them all together in a room and, and uh, it's before the show even starts and it's mostly just for press. And they get to come in and you get to interact one-on-one and you actually get a little bit more of a one-on-one time. So, uh, so yeah, I had the pleasure of, of hanging out with this company called Planet Computer that created this thing called the Cosmo Communicator, which is essentially a, a, an Android smartphone with a keyboard permanently attached to it. So I held it in my hand and it's, it's, it's definitely heavy and thick, it would feel pretty bulky in your pocket. But the idea of being able to just take your, you know, take your phone out of your pocket, open it up, and then start typing away on a physical keyboard is pretty incredible, especially in a day and age where most people that I know are barely touching their computers and their laptops. They're doing everything on their phone. They're shopping on their phones. Uh, you know, they're doing work on their phones. They're writing on their phones. So like being able to pull out essentially a laptop replacement from your pocket is pretty cool. And in your hand, how does it compare in size to, let's say, uh, an iPhone um, 10s Max or a Galaxy S9 Plus or whatever? Is it similar in size in yeah, your hand? Yeah, similar. Similar in uh, in in, um, in in height and width. So it, it feels like you know you're holding. A, a, a chunkier version of that. I would say I would say it's equivalent of, of stacking two 10s Max onto top of each other, and then, but then it that, opens you know, up, and on then the it end. opens up, and there's a full keyboard underneath. Now the keyboard's very, you know, uh, it's it's squished, <laughs> it's small because obviously when you think about a 10s Max, it's not it's not a full you know QWERTY keyboard the size of a laptop. Um, so it's it's very cramped. But if you you know if you're one of those people that just can't you know can't get used to typing on a on a on a virtual keyboard when you're trying to write like a, a document, not just like a quick email, um, it w- it would probably be a lifesaver because you'd just be like oh like I can actually type and hear the clicking and and all that. And well, what, is- what's so cool about it? It's uh, five hundred sixty nine dollars. Yeah. And it works on, uh, it won't work on Verizon or Sprint, right? Yeah, it'll, it'll, work it'll on be, a, it's a global AT&T thing. AT&T yeah, or GSM T-Mobile. Networks. Yeah. And, but what's really great is when you're on the, you don't have to find a hotspot, you don't have to find Wi-Fi. I mean, I thought that's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, I, I, I'm lugging my backpack around with me everywhere I go at CES, and it's got my laptop in there. It's got some chargers. It's got my, you know, my phones and a camera and all this other stuff. And the idea of being able to be like, okay, I'm going to eliminate the laptop from that bag. I mean, we're talking like that's like a huge burden off my back when I'm running around. So this thing was really appealing to me. And, and I'm all in on this, by yeah. the way. It's <laughs> late spring shipping. I can't wait to be able to travel with this and leave my laptop at home. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really neat. What else have you seen that really uh, 
excited you that's more mundane. Yeah. So so this is actually really funny. Uh, you know, the, I was walking around the show floor and I see all these crazy things. I saw this mannequin on a drone that was like, you know, somebody trying to develop like a flying car kind of thing. You know, I've seen like all sorts of weird like health related things that are just like really advanced and, and crazy. But the thing that excited me the most so far, well, not maybe the most, but one of the things that excited me the most is Corning, the uh, company that makes Gorilla Glass, which uh, nine times out of 10 is the glass that's on the front of your and back of your smartphone. Uh, they created a, a process they call inkjet, which sprays uh, ink on the back of glass uh, creating a, a photo photo quality image on the glass. So you're basically like a glass photograph. And what they're doing is they're 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 on the show floor. They're taking images uh, from the uh, you know from your phone and then and then putting it onto a phone case. So you're basically able to snap this glass into your phone case and then you can have a picture of your kids or your, or your wife or your dog or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so Scott, I so, mean, so <laughs> all the pictures you could choose from your photos in your phone, why did you pick one of you having, is this some kind of Greek it's, thing it's, on a it's, stick It's or chicken something? on a stick, yeah. So the picture I chose is, is me eating chicken on a stick. Nobody looks good eating food. No, I don't know yeah. what you're thinking. So so uh, so quick little backstory. Uh, the, uh, Adam Dowd, who is the Android Authority podcast, guy he uh, made some chicken while we were at our Airbnb during this trip and uh, Lily Katz who's part of our sound team she she you know reviews all the audio products for Android Authority she uh, took the picture of me eating the chicken and uh, and I and and when the guys at Corning were like oh you can upload a picture to this thing what should it be I put, picked up my phone and that was one of the first pictures I saw and I was just like this is great so I put it on there and, and so yeah now I have a phone case with a picture of myself eating chicken and so to me that's a segue to this <laughs> so with the cell phone space obviously the public has been underwhelmed with the recent incremental changes in cell phones Apple phones and samsung has not done well at all with their recent phones the unit sales way down they're the two dominant players in our part of the world obviously you mentioned huawei which is so huge everywhere else in the world do you see anything on the horizon that people are going to say hey i got to ditch my phone and i got to buy a new one or are people going to continue to say you know the phone i got right now is really pretty great, and I'm really happy with what it does. Uh, I guess it that depends on the on the manufacturers. It depends on the manufacturers and how far they're re- willing to go. You know, um, when I think of like laptops, you know, like when I first started buying laptops when I was you know in high school, uh, the laptop was huge and bulky and ugly and broke all the time, and it was all plastic and it was gross. Now I have a Svelte small Dell XPS 13 that's beautiful and. You know, made you of spent aluminum. that kind of money oh, on a yeah. laptop. Oh yeah, well, I, I, was it like that's my sixteen ninety nine? Yeah, that's my livelihood, though. You Is know, that how much to, it was? It, I don't think it was sixteen ninety nine. I think I spent less than that. I think I went for the core i five instead of the okay. instead of the i seven. But but yeah, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful laptop. And but that's it. Like I bought that laptop, you know, however long ago, several years ago now, and uh, and that's it. I have no desire to upgrade it because there's been nothing in the laptop space that's made me like oh, I have to upgrade my laptop. And uh, so that could happen with phones. It could get to the point where people are like i have the black slate in my pocket it looks like every other black slate on the market i don't need to upgrade it so therefore that's all it is uh but here at ces they're testing out things uh, i saw the nubia x which we've heard about several times over the past few months but i actually got to see it in the flesh and hold it nobody which, listening to us oh. <laughs> has ever heard of the nubia x so, okay, so lay it out for us so the nubia x has a a, a a front that looks just like your smartphone now except it's all screen no notch no camera sensor no home button nothing just completely all slate screen on the front on the back is your traditional uh you know dual camera setup and underneath that is a second screen so when you want to take a selfie now you pull up your front the front of your phone and you have a front facing sensor that takes your picture but now with the nubia x you flip the phone over and take the picture with the rear cameras while looking at yourself in the rear of the phone, which has a second screen on it. So in other words, your selfies are the same quality this, as a picture you'd be right, taking. The same exact quality. You get flash, you get everything. It's like be- it, you'll get better selfies, better camera work. And then um, there's you know other things that you can do with this, this second screen, but the selfie thing is the biggest selling point. So that's something that's really creative and really interesting, and that could change it. And that could, make, that could be something that would be like, oh, I take a lot of selfies. I'm a big Instagram person. I need a new phone. 
phone, hey, this thing seems really cool. Let me get this. And what price points the Nubia? Uh, that is a good question. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, if I remember correctly, it wasn't it wasn't much more expensive than your your standard you know phone, your standard iPhone or anything. It wasn't like astronomically expensive. Like the like Samsung's prototype oh, of a yeah, dual yeah. screen phone. They're expecting the foldable phone to be something in the around close to two thousand dollars. It's going to be a very niche, very. You so know, you'll be the only one who'll buy it since you bought that expensive Dell laptop. <laughs> you'll buy that fancy Samsung phone too. I don't. I don't think so. I. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I am. I am. I am quite skeptical about the foldable phone market and whether that not that's going to take off. You know, it might or it might not. But. but at the same time, you found the Cosmo communicator with the keyboard compelling. Yeah, because the Cosmo communicator is different because it's not using any sort of new technology. It's basically just snapping a keyboard onto an Android phone, whereas the foldable phone that Samsung is going to come out with, I mean, we're talking a foldable display. We're talking glass that you can fold. And that's something that we've never seen before. So we have no idea, like, how, how many times can you fold it and unfold it before the phone doesn't work? You know, as you fold it and unfold it, is a crease going to go down the middle of your phone that's going to drive you insane every time you open it up? Like, we don't know. So it's like, I have no idea whether or not I want to buy that but the Cosmo Communicator, it's just a phone with a keyboard attached. Like, I, I can get behind that. <laughs> that is so me. I mean, I, I can't wait till late spring to have my Cosmo. <laughs> yeah, so other people think Cosmo. Oh, that's a drink I get at the oh, bar. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, it's another nerd alert Yeah, that, no, it, it's definitely a very nerdy device. But uh, I, I had a chance to talk with the CEO about it, and he was super nice and really cool guy. And just he really believes in the product. He's like, I just want, you know, this is, this is what he wants in his pocket. So he was like... I'm going to make it. And you got the Indiegogo campaign and all that. They've made a bunch of money. And it's really cool. Definitely worth checking out. Well, Scott Brown with Android Authority, thank you so much for joining us on the Clark Howard Show. Keep finding those really cool gadgets that I'm going to waste my money on. <laughs> no problem. That's what I'll do. <laughs> it's time to check in with Kim, our producer extraordinaire, who at CES wanders the floor for days looking for really, really cool ideas that excite her and she believes may benefit your life or just sound really cool to you. Kim, what you got? All right, Clark, this is Cinema Snow Globe, and I have with me Scott. He's going to tell you all about it, but first of all, I want you to visualize a good old-fashioned snow globe. So these are good old-fashioned snow globes that when you pick them up and shake them, they play a little video footage for you inside. That video footage can be footage that you supply, could be pictures of your dog playing at the dog park or your child playing at the playground, or it could be curated content that you buy when you go to a particular location, a vacation stop or something like that. So you can upload your own content to the crystal ball and view it through this unique form, or you can send video to someone else who owns a crystal ball. So if you've given one to your mother, you can keep her updated on your vacation and your travels and that kind of thing. That's really killer. When we were talking earlier, you compared it to same concept if someone's trying to visualize as a digital picture frame. But when you look through a snow globe or a little globe like this, the distortion of the picture is really beautiful. Yeah, it becomes a really involving experience that a digital picture frame, which I think becomes kind of visual noise in an environment. When you pick up a snow globe, you're immediately kind of transported to that little world inside the snow globe. And so they're very compelling, very beautiful objects. And then, it's like we were talking about being able to send content. It's not unbelievable that she would pick up the snow globe first thing every morning and see whether there was anything new that you downloaded to her. I love that. Much more interactive than a digital picture frame could ever be. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely. And if it's a 360-180 video that you've uploaded, you can actually tilt the snow globe around to look around in the scene that's in the snow globe. So it's interactive at a bunch of different levels that a picture frame just doesn't even approach. Is this available yet? Uh, we're going to be available by the end of the year. We're in between production runs. and So in between production runs means that at one point it was readily available. You've just upgraded it and are creating better ones now. The previous versions were highly handmade. They weren't, they weren't fine art one-offs, but they were, we made a couple hundred of the first run. And they sold out pretty much instantly. So we're super excited about getting out, out there in quantity. That's just killer. And so how much is something like this going to cost? 
Well, the cinema snow globes are going to come in somewhere between $175 and $200 with all the bells and whistles of being able to download content remotely and um, send content to a, a remote snow globe. If somebody wants to learn more about it, where would they go? So the website is cinemasnowglobes.com. That's great. And I am personally very excited about this one, Clark. It might be more on the art side for me, less for you, but it is absolutely beautiful. Beautiful, but man, I'm really happy with my smartphone and the way it presents video people can send me and pictures and all that. So you're going to have to do more convincing to get me to want the snow globe, but you are really excited about it. So many unusual and different things at CES. The people here are so brilliant. They were not sleeping in class like I was. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm so excited to have you join us on the Clark Howard Show for this special edition, our ninth year at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, CES, as I get a chance to wander around the massive Las Vegas Convention Center and the other facilities and bring to you a vision of how life is going to change in little ways and big ways because of technology being developed by the world's brainiacs. And if you've heard me over the last couple of days, you've heard about so many unusual products, so many things that are uh, big changes in some parts of your life, some that are really subtle and I want to hit you with a couple of subtle things right now, things that are incremental changes coming in your life and things that once you have them, you'll be like, wow, why didn't somebody do this before? And one of them is the Scenic Soundbar. This is a product that was developed in England and is being sold not direct to the public, but is being sold to electronics manufacturers. So a lot of stuff that's shown at CES is a direct manufacturer-to-manufacturer -manufacturer item in televisions, sound systems, uh, things like uh, uh, Sonos systems or be the kind of thing you should think of. And what it does is there's a little digital camera built in to televisions, um, sound systems, whatever. And wherever you are sitting or standing, it will individually direct sound perfectly to your ears. Let me give you a, a scenario. So let's say there are three of you sitting in the den watching a movie on your TV. The sound system will direct sound perfectly that balances the sound system and slices and dices it so that each of you hear the sound perfectly in each of your ears. May not sound like much, let me tell you, when you experience it, it's like a wow moment that everybody has this perfect sound because there's so much effort made with home theater sound systems and music sound systems, but you can only balance for somebody being in an exact one place in a room. This allows the sound to be targeted. Now, another use of it is in public spaces. You know how there will be an announcement made in an airport or any public place. And let's take a stadium where the sound reverbs and it's really, really hard for you to 
tune in to what is being said over the public address system. This technology will allow every person in every seat to hear the announcement clear as could be like they were in a place with no noise, like noise cancellation, and directing the sound to them. And here's another thing that came from England, and you'll hear me sometimes talk about things in terms of what countries they're from, because countries rent spaces as master renters in some cases at CES, and various uh, researchers and product manufacturers uh, collect in that area. So this one was developed by a college student. And it's something called Boone. And it, again, is a product that is being sold direct to retailers, both for physical stores and for online shopping. So let's say that I'm trying to figure out what to buy for my wife. And so I'm always clueless as a guy. I do a terrible job buying gifts for her. If I go on the Boone app, that again would not be called that, it would be whatever store you're shopping at, they ask you about 45 seconds of questions about the person you're buying a gift for, and then you select a price category. And what was a stunner was after I answered the questions about my wife, it then gave me back suggestions of gifts for her, and they were so accurate and so things I would have never thought of to buy her that and buy price category that what it does for a retailer is it greatly reduces their returns because returns are deadly for retailers because you're actually buying something for someone that they actually want. Just another example of the kind of weird areas covered at CES. Now here's something that you may be aware of if you live in California, Arizona, soon in Michigan, you won't have to go to DMV anymore because now the uh, license plates or tags, whichever you like to call them, are now going to be available digitally. Your license tag or plate you can change instantly at a link online. You can have paid your fees and all that. And if you decide you want a custom plate or a prestige plate and you want to have that done, it instantly appears on your car. So it's a digital tag or plate for your car. Now, there will be some novelty to it. And there will be people who keep paying fees to be able to have custom messages on their license tag. And because it's a direct electronic re link with the plate or tag office in the state, they know immediately and the police know immediately what vehicle identification number that tag is applied to. But the big thing is being able to get out of line and nobody can steal your plate or tag anymore. That's the huge payoff from it. Now let's move into that area another way. All over the floors at CES are new locks for the home and for businesses, but a special emphasis on locks for the home. And the locks vary in um, how robust they are, but they all have similar capabilities in that they allow you to instantly generate one-time use codes for door locks. No more keys for a lock. And there's a code you put in. And there can be one-time use codes if somebody's coming to your house to drop something off or whatever. You don't even have to give them a code. From your smartphone, you can unlock the door for them while they're standing there. And at the same time, they're on camera with the lock you know they've gone in, they've come right back out or whatever, or they go in and they don't come right back out. You have that kind of level of sophistication. And because of the ecosystem of the smartphones, the cellular networks, Wi-Fi in your home, all this works together at 
extremely low cost because the infrastructure for all this is pretty much all in place. Going to Costco or Sam's or Best Buy, you're going to see throughout 2019 these extremely sophisticated locks that you can install at your house. You never have to worry about a key being in somebody's hands that you have to hire a locksmith to change the lock. You have complete control. But what do you do, let's say, uh, the Internet's down or something like that? Most of these locks give you the ability to have a default code that you can enter at the door so you're not locked out of your own house. Many of them also allow that your cell phone, being in close proximity to the lock, it knows it's you, and it will automatically open the door. Just another category where the technology is opening up so many possibilities for instant communication and instant access. Ben is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ben. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Clark. Thank you so much for taking my call and for everything you do for us listeners. Absolutely. You want to talk about being safe when you're online, don't you? I do. I do. I asked for a Chromebook for Christmas, and I got one, and I would like to take your recommendation and use that as my exclusive way of uh, logging online to my various um, accounts. Well, that is great. And when you say various accounts, what kind are you thinking of? Well, that's one of my three questions I had for you. Um, I have my bank and credit union accounts. Um, I'm part of the New York State Retirement System, so I sometimes go in and look at my pension. Um, I have a 457B through the New York State Deferred Compensation. Um, I've got a TIAA account from a previous employer. And um, aside from that, my credit cards are almost all through my bank, so I log in through the bank's uh, website, except for one that's not with a, uh, a bank that I have. Okay, so that's an interesting scenario, the last one. So you're using a Chromebook exactly right for the retirement accounts you talked about, that that's where you want to use the Chromebook. Any investment account, retirement account, anything where you have substantial money that a criminal would want to get at. Now, okay. credit cards are a different thing. Because credit cards are uh, where you owe money, not where you have money. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to access your credit cards on your financial Chromebook. Okay. I want you to just do that on a regular one. Because credit cards, you're completely protected if somebody breaks in and gets your account number or anything like that. Your risk is only a, a little bit of inconvenience in getting a new number and that kind of stuff. And you're not liable for any of the charges. So I would not do that kind of thing on the Chromebook that I call the banking Chromebook. Now, you okay. have an unusual thing. You have your bank account and your credit cards at the same place. And the same sign-in gets you access to the information on your credit cards and to your bank balance. Is that right? That's right. Okay. So this is going to be weird. It's, we tend to have much less money in our bank accounts than we have in all those retirement accounts you talked about. I assume that's true for you, too. Yes. I would not use the Chromebook to access your bank account because you have credit cards tied to it. I would do that on your regular computer or use an app on your smartphone. And do you regularly use Gmail? I do. All right. So the greatest suggestion I had from someone from the technology field, is that you set up a separate Gmail account for your Chromebook that you use for your uh, financial stuff. So oh, that okay. even if somebody got into your Gmail, they wouldn't have the sign-in information they would need to access the data on your financial Chromebook or your financial websites. Okay, that makes sense. So I thought that was a really cool suggestion and a great way to provide an additional layer of protection. For those who aren't aware of why Ben and I are talking about this, Chromebooks give you such great protection from uh, anybody putting viruses on, like on a Windows computer or a MacBook. Chromebooks are almost completely immune from viruses, and that's why they're the best thing to use 
for your financial activity. It's time for our roving reporter, also known as our executive producer, Kim Drobes, who wanders the floor at CES looking for smaller companies, inventors that have come up with ideas that no one else has been able really to this point to bring to market in a way that'll make you happy or benefit your life. So Kim, what have you found right now? All right, Clark, last one for the day, something that you and I have talked about a lot over the years. What are we supposed to do about our jet lag? I am here with Mark. He is with Pocket Sky. How does Pocket Sky work? Pocket Sky is a wearable which emits a biologically blue light and uh, with a certain wavelength. And this, uh, if you wear it for 15 to 20 minutes, this light, our wearable reduces your melatonin. Therefore, it helps against winter blues. It's for northern countries with long winters. But our device is very small and very mobile. So you can also use it to uh, fight jet lag and it helps shift workers. And it helps you to balance your body and to adapt uh, your body to, to your working time. And so for our listeners that aren't here, what we're looking at is kind of a black band picture glasses without the actual glasses part, just the wrap around. Exactly, you wear it on your eyes, so it's a one size device. You wear it like glasses, but it's it's much smaller than glasses because um, I mean, I can make my coffee, can make my everyday uh, work because I'm not disturbed by this device. I'm really mobile with it. It's very Blade Runner looking. Uh, you are not the first. We tried to get it really slim and simple. So, I mean, it's kind of Blade Runner style because of the blue light, but it doesn't make you look like a nerd. So you mentioned that you have to wear it for 20 minutes. Exactly. Does it work if I wear it in shorter bursts or can I wear it for less time? No, you need really these 20 minutes to suppress the melatonin. And then uh, your melatonin is gone for some hours. Yeah, there are, it's it's kind of individual. There are people need it just once a day. There are people need it twice a day in the end. But um, you reduce your melatonin really for for hours. The device is very small. It's important, as I said, that uh, you doesn't look nerdy because you need a small device on the face. And therefore, we have made a case where the device itself is charged. Yeah. Uh, so you are completely autonomous to, to use this product for about two weeks uh, without charging, can have it with you. That was important for us to have a really uh, mobile device and, and to have it convenient that you can integrate it into your lives, into your everyday life. And is it available on market yet? We are entering the market via Kickstarter, end of February, uh, beginning of March 2019. Um, yeah, we hope that the campaign runs well. And after the campaign, we are starting to uh, sell it on our, on our own web shop. It's a one-size-fits-all device, so you can really be sure if you buy it via internet that it fits you. And it's 100% made in Austria. Um, I say Austria-Europe, uh, not, not Australia. So we <laughs> Understood. And how much is it going to cost? We sell it initially for 169 on our web shop. And, uh, but, but we have some promotional prices on Kickstarter where it's even cheaper in the big Killer. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Clark, I can't express to you how cool that little device looks. I really, really hope it works, but even if it didn't, I might still wear one. Oh, man, Kim. The cure for jet lag. I think about how zombie-ish we are when we walk off long flights. And to be able to get our days and nights straight and get our bodies right, our minds right. Well, I don't even know what price you'd put on that. The people who are here are so unbelievably creative, looking for solutions to problems I thought were unsolvable. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.